You might know him as a photographic artist, but in the short time that I've known him, I have found out how layered he actually is. Ian Chaoke is here in studio with us today, and we will be talking to him about his life experience. Um, if you follow him on Facebook, you will see exactly what it is that I'm talking about. But before we get ahead of ourselves, I want to read his profile for you because it says some things that most of us don't even think about. Ian Chaoke is a South African photographic artist who gives a voice to the vast spectrum of emotion lived by a strongly black demographic spanning the desire for freedom, fear of expression, playful ambivalence towards life and the paradox of wanting exploration but craving isolation. What we especially admire is his defiant approach to the classic art world, opting to use social media as his primary platform selling limited editions of his work. 2018 is the year that changed everything. I found a version of my voice that I hadn't yet known, that gives voice to the vast spectrum emotions lived by Africans. But even more so, I see my life's purpose unraveling ahead of me, quilted with patches of possibility that I have the opportunity to explore. Okay, so I wanna go over something here that I read that stood out to me. This voice you said you found in 2018. Tell me a little bit more about this and what was it before that happened? What was the pivotal moment? Uh, and I think, you know, you, you, you sort of, you, you just keep on saying what you say. You just keep, keep on putting your voice out there, right? Mm. But then it's not defined. You don't know why you're doing it. You know, as, as some people will put it, that sometimes uh, papers will then dispose a particular behavior in a person unbeknown to them, right? Mm. I think finding it is when uh, there was just too much validation coming from the world saying that no. you should be doing this. You mm. can't run away from it. This mm. is you, you know? And I think I have to come to acceptance and say, okay, let me, let me maybe just give it a try and take a different spin off to it. And, and, and that's the reason why I said, you know, when you invited me to this, I, like, I was so excited because I think you know, this is just the beginning of the beginning of all things because then I can be able to to speak, to reach out and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, like we were talking the other day on the phone. Yes. So we ended up in this really long conversation and then it spanned over a few things. Yes. But we, the gist of the conversation that I was telling my um, husband the other day was, I don't think you understand how much command you have in a room. Um, and you saying that this is kind of the platform that can open something like that for you is that you've already opened that platform on Facebook. Mm. Um, some of the, the, the things that you talk about, like they're alarming at first, but then when you sit with them, you have to really resonate to them because everybody's affected by some of the topics that you talk about. And, but none of us are really aware of our situation or aware of what we are doing or aware of our behaviors. Um, what do you think it is that... Um, gives you the space to just talk openly and I feel honestly about some of these issues. You know, uh, come to think of it, when I started in the mining industry, I was very like, I'm sorry, I would always speak out when things are not right, right? But then I realized that, you know, sometimes uh, in a particular environment, you mm. had to fight the battle of trying to prove you're right, right, mm. you know? So you had to make white whiter than what it is because it's either people intentionally misinterpret what you're trying to say yeah so i thought you know with facebook it became my safer with social media because 
it is what it is. You write it as it is, and those that can see, who can read between the lines and beyond the lines, can really understand what you're trying to say. They can hear the unsaid things through your messages. Mm. As compared to when you talk to people, people then don't listen. People literally construct their own conversation when mm. you talk to them, and then make conclusions that you don't even know, understand where they come from. So I thought, no, social media is much safer because if ever there's a, there's a disagreement, one can then scrutinize word by word and say, okay, fine, let's break down the English and say, where did I miss, uh, did I say something wrong? And the, the reason why I started writing more on Facebook is because when I stopped writing, people then send me inboxes, strangers who say, no, but why, why are you not posting anymore? Yeah. I'm like, okay, am I supposed to be posting? So, yeah, no, we will read this kind of stuff, you know? And when they're very controversial, I get what, uh, like, SMS or somebody say, no, I want you to elaborate more on this because mm. I'm, I'm either offended by it or it, it, it hits some certain places in my life. I said, okay, fine, let's do this. Send me your numbers and let's talk on WhatsApp because sometimes it's easier when you put a voice to what you're saying as opposed to writing it down because that's semantics in, in language. Mm. So, but when you express what you're trying to say, what you're trying to, what you're writing about is much better because then people sort of really see how genuine I am about what I said and what I stand for, right? As opposed to when it's just on Facebook, it can be misinterpreted in, in so many ways. Yeah. yeah, but it gets the word out there. It gets the word out yeah. there, yes. How, do you, how has your responses been in general? Because for me, like I was telling you the other day, I don't miss your posts. Like they pop up on my timeline and I stop and I read them. Because all of us try and learn all the time, but sometimes you just really need insight to a topic that's probably not even on your radar. And being a man and being a, a photographer and being in the mining industry and all the things that you do, you would see things from a completely different perspective from us who love cushy lives in an urban life. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so they, they just, they stand out to me. What is your responses generally from the people on Facebook? And what demographic or gender do you think you get the most responses for and for what? And I think, is, you know, and, and let's start with the gender issue. I think women respond more to, mm. to it. And, and, and I really hate it because I really want men to respond yeah. as opposed to women, you know, because it just gets too much complicated. It just feels like men don't want to talk about or confront issues. <laughs> and women are almost the first one to, to raise up their hand and say, dude, you know what? You're speaking to me. I wish, yeah. I wish my boyfriend could be listening to this. I wish my husband could be listening to this. I'm like, yo, this is too complicated, right? So women listen to that. But then again, I think... Uh, from from the men's perspective, it's also much, much easier to speak from politics and cars and women to get their attention before, yeah. because other than that, they just don't respond the way you want them to respond. So, but again, I mean, uh, when when growing up, and unbeknown to me, I, I, I sort of bump into very high profile people growing up, right, who have left so much in my life, and I think maybe to narrow down my life is about uh, the number twelve. So the number twelve means so much to me. Because you, you, from the biblical point of view of the 12 disciples, that how do you choose the 12 most important friends in your life? Because mm. friends pay rent. You know, the people that you bring into your life, into your space, they must pay rent. And the rent that they've been paying is not literally monetary value. Yeah. It's about the knowledge that they leave. I mean, they need to leave so much knowledge and wisdom with me for them to remain in that particular space. So I've learned a lot of things from these people because they were very genuine in my life and they mm. shared all these things. And sometimes when I reflect on my life and I look at the things I've said, I see how they've shaped my life. Right? And I feel that, unfortunately for them, they don't have the kind of platform and the energy that I have, or they don't have my abilities yeah. to get out there and talk about it, right? They're just saying it in person, maybe because it was relevant for me, or I had the kind of ears to hear the voice or mm. to read between the lines and beyond the lines and, and be able to hear the unsaid things, you know? And and so, so, so now, so in that is where I've discovered that, you know what, as South Africa, South Africa is 
uh, we are 25 years in democracy. There's an incarcerated child that has been incarcerated for so many years. Now she's out and she's free. And we're seeing all this kind of different behaviors where we sometimes we always question that people don't really, uh, why are people not growing up? But the problem that we've not, not dealt with is that we're dealing with a child that's just coming from incarceration. Mm. And now she's free. She's learning all these funny things that she's making mistakes or he's making mistakes along the way, right? And, and, and now the question becomes that, you know, sometimes somebody needs to speak the voice of reason and say, no, guys, hold on a bit. We need to talk here. Mm. The, the, we are running too fast and we're not dealing with issues. You know, we're not really addressing issues yes. that are affecting us as men, affecting us as a community. Because I don't think we have problem with women in South Africa. We have problem with men. Because if <laughs> men can deal with their own issues, then yeah. the issues of rape and other issues can be dealt with automatically because we've dealt with the problem. Yes. Men, you know. So uh, that is what my voice is all about, is to say, reach out to men. But unfortunately, it's women that are... Yeah. But what do you think makes you then different than the other men? Because I always talk about this all the time. I'm a mother of three boys, and I find it's very difficult for them to express themselves. And as a South African, it's a cultural thing. I think in South Africa, we, we always want to be humble, and men are of the belief that if I speak, I'm weak. Um, and we keep reiterating these behaviors. Don't cry when you're upset. Um, you know, keep your feelings in. You need to be strong all the time. But we keep forcing them into corners that aren't actually designed for them, so they never really find their own space or a comfortable place to lay their heads. Um, what do you think makes you different when it comes to expressing yourself compared to the men who are struggling to really talk about what's going on in their lives? And it's quite easy. It's about authenticity. Is mm. that I, I, you know, I had a mother that, grow, that, that brought me up in a way that to say that you are you before everything else. Oh, you, know, you do not nice. introduce yourself. I've never, when I used to work in the mine, where you could easily introduce yourself and say, I'm the manager. Before I become a manager, I'm Ian Chawuke. And that's the first and the foremost thing okay. that defines me before any external thing. So that has actually helped me quite a lot that, that it doesn't matter where I am in any place or platform. Is that mm. If I am aware of where I am, it is more powerful than... Um, trying to be something else that you're not, right? So we, 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 I didn't grow up uh, quite rich. We, could, we grew up in a very poor family. I had mm. a, 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 a son to a teacher and a, and a policeman. So in, 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 in classism in South Africa, you, you have all those kind of different kinds of classism, right? Mm. You realize that, you know what, I don't fit into these classes. So let me create a class of my own, mm. you know? And, and that class is the one that allowed me to have the balance between in the being in the upper class, the middle class, and the lower class, mm. I still have relevance because then you, I, I found a class that can fit in all different kind of, kind of personalities of, of, or different kinds of classes of yeah, people, yeah, yeah. right? And, 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 and also being in all the spaces, you know, one needs to be aware that being in the lower class, be very careful that the lower class do not think you're one of them. I hope our conversation today holds some value for you. Please share and comment on this video. And if you have any suggestions, please email them to info at owningthislife.co.za. Being in the lower class, be very careful that the lower class do not think you're one of them. And being in the upper class, you also need to be careful that the upper class <laughs> does not corrupt you yeah. because of trying to dingle a carrot in front of you to say, oh, this is what defines success. Sometimes success is not just about the, the external things that we buy. It's about the freedom of understanding who you are, that you can be anything, anywhere, regardless of whether you have money or you don't have mm. money. You can still be you in all the circumstances in life, you know. So that is actually the pain that I, this is, uh, this is a life that I live through pain, and that pain has taught me that, you know what, that you need to accept yourself first before 
anything you else. can be accepted yeah that's actually a very it's a very rare lesson for particularly black south Afri african men to learn yeah. um because as far as they're concerned they are for their family first yeah. and um even okay we have a lot of abandonment issues but the men who are stable in families yeah. are working for their families and that's all they care about but at no point do they identify themselves as a separate entity because they were groomed to believe that this is what i need to be same as with women we are groomed to believe that we need to be a homemaker and that's about it. Um, so I love the perspective that you take from this and the fact that it, I hope that it speaks to the men listening because they need to understand that who they are as an individual is separate from what they do and what they're trying to do for other yeah. people. Um, when we were speaking the other day, you were saying you've lived in so many different situations, um, but you were saying earlier that so I know I've been seeing you on Facebook that you travel quite a bit. Um, and I always thought that you were still like my, doing the mining a lot and making a lot of money and traveling because we are all taught you need to make money, make money, make money, and then you can enjoy your life yeah. sometime in the year, yeah. you know, make a little bit of room for it here and there. But you live pretty much like a free agent. Most of us dream of a life like that, but you seem to make it so easy. Um, I want to know, is there anything, do you have any attachments at any point? Because it doesn't look like it okay. to me. Um, so is there anything that you've struggled with that you've had to let go of in order to love this kind of a lifestyle? You know, that's a very nice question because even my friends struggle to understand that part, the very same question that you're asking. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what, uh, when I was in UJ, honey, mm. the first thing that I did when I graduated in UJ is that I had my license and my passport. Mm. I've always wanted to travel the world because I think I have a voice. I want to speak to the world. I want to hear the world in conversation. I don't want to learn about America from a book or from a narrative or somebody yeah, yeah, else. Yeah. Or I wanted to go there and have my own narrative and write my own story, what I think about Ethiopia, what I think about the U.S., what I think about Germany. You know, so when I talk with young people in the township, we, we do not talk about the America that we've seen in TV, mm. but the America that I've seen from my own. So I've always loved traveling. I think that I have this ability to talk because I know how to uh, live with different personalities. You know, I, I know how to understand different personalities. So I wanted to explore that part of me, which I've done, by the way, thanks to mining that has actually paid me so much money. Uh, I think my, the only attachment that I have in my life is my daughter, who is as talkative as I am and very independent <laughs> as I am. You know, so a very interesting match. I think God has given me that because we could, we do better in that way because I don't have, she doesn't impose, I don't have to impose on her. Mm. She just has her rules and I need to respect them okay. as young as she is. But I think the greatest thing that in the last conversation that I had with you, that you've officially put it better, you've nailed the nail in the coffin much better to say, we, with all the pain that we did with as people, we find ways to, to hide the pain. Mm, you know, we, 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 we avoid confront, uh, confronting all this pain. Uh, so my dream is always about when, when I mean, we, we have this pain for the papers because there are other people that needs, uh, needs to know how did we manage that pain. But if we don't deal with it, we don't, we're not able to have a voice to speak to those particular mm -hmm. people. I think in terms of what you just also asked, I think God has given me a privilege and I'm not a credit to him because, you know, there are things that when you were young, you, you had dreams that I want to do this, I want to do that. He gave it to me way too early. And then, he, then the question was, when I, I've, I've, I've lived all my dream life, right? But then the question that I always confront is that, so what? Then what? What is the meaning? Where is the fulfillment? I didn't find fulfillment. I think the voice comes from the point that having lived it all, I think when I was in Monaco, uh, which is the billionaire's playground. When I got there, something hit my mind where it says that uh, in the mountain, when, when, when the devil confronted Jesus in the mm -hmm. mountain, he, he was in the mountain that was above all mountains and he showed him the kingdom and the splendor of the world. Mm -hmm. And he says, 
bow down to me and I'll give it all unto you. And Jesus refused that. And I said, who am I now today that in, in, when the, the world and life has given me all this, that I must, I must sell my soul for all this? Is it really, is this worth truly what, is it really worth mm. it? Does money really solve our problems? Mm. Does it really solve our problem? It doesn't actually. Sometimes that people have more problems that are bigger than money, and money can't buy them out of them. But know? there's a reason why the Bible says that uh, the the root to all evil are the, the love, love of money, money. not money itself, yeah. not the actual physical thing. You need money to buy things, but the love of it is the root to all evil. Yeah. Um, and I find it interesting that you say that because. Um, I talk a lot to people about the fact that I want to travel and the first question I always get is then where are you going to find the money and I'm like you know for me I want to do what I want to do even if I do it on a little skinny budget I like the nice life I think we all do, we all do yeah. um, but there's a level where I don't want to become so attached to it that it starts to control my behavior yes, true. you know I don't enjoy what I need to do and besides the fact that money might have to take me to the countries where I want to go yeah. when I go there I'm not going there to have a lavish holiday I'm going there for a mission, for a purpose. You know, there's, it's not just to be an Instagram model or whatever the case may be. Um, and I think most people see all this going on in the world on TV um, and they think this is the life that we need to attain, but don't understand that there's purpose-driven, uh, purpose-driving us to the things that we do. And you've been on the other spectrum where you've traveled and you realize your fulfillment is not actually that. Yes. There's something else still. And when we spoke the other day, it sounded very much to me like you're still in the process of figuring out exactly what that purpose is. Yeah. But I found in the last year that it doesn't have a name. You know, we always think we're going to reach a destination mm -hmm. and then we know yeah. this is it. This is what God wants me to do. The There's way. no destination. Yeah. The entire purpose is the road we walk on and the journey. And yours is probably to travel first so that you understand what's out there and you, you know what it is you need to do here. Because out there in South Africa, two different things. Yeah. And here, what men need is a lot more different than they need out there. Yeah. Men are more vocal in other countries than they are in South Africa and Africa as a whole. Um, so a lot of what you say, especially the relationship with your daughter, is, is interesting to me. Because I find South African men in particular have an issue with relationships with their girls. They don't understand how important their role is in their daughter's lives. Um, and the fact that you have gotten to the point and decided, you know, I respect my boundaries, you respect your boundaries, we respect one another, we just have an understanding. How did you get there? Because I'm pretty sure you weren't raised like that. Yeah. You know, funny enough, maybe speaking about my daughter, just to, to, to take a, a, a detour. You know, I, I, I do not beat my daughter up because she's not supposed to be given the impression that men should hit women. Mm. That's the first thing that I don't do. If she does something wrong, I get my mother to give her hiding or my little sister to give her hiding, <laughs> which is difficult. I really don't do it, right? <laughs> and two, I don't kiss my daughter. She must not have an impression that a man can kiss her. Okay. Unless if there is a really proper relationship and that actually justifies the kissing because I do not do that, right? Mm. And she knows that. You know, so that in that way, when people need to start kissing her and treating her different, she's still able to know that this is a behavior that I'm not familiar with. And okay. she's able to speak about it because you just never know where your kids end up these days with the kind of yeah. reality that we go through in South Africa, right? And, and over and above that, I think, we, you know, as men, we have got so many problems. We are dealing with so many demons in our lives. Sometimes these demons are not just our demons. These are demons of our forefathers and our fathers that they've never really dealt with in their lives, right? Mm. And we're dealing with them now. And one of the ways where we sort of, uh, where media comes in is because it sells us this thing that sort of says, you know what, if I can have this, I can better hide or, you know, uh, oh. masquerade and hide wow. the pain. And yes. we're not dealing with, we've got issues of pride, we've got issues of uh, um, 
last. We've got issues of um, what, what is it? Is it is it padding and money? You know, Peter Cash like is about money, pride, and and every time when you see men with money, it is always a boys' club. Mm. You know, it's always about boys' club, and when you get to the boys' club, it's always about one thing: is about women and cars. And then you really ask men, it's okay, fine. Yes, you got the lady, you got the car, and how does that fulfill you? How does that make you a better person? Mm. And this is a question that some of my friends don't like me at all because they feel like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a party pooper when it comes to boys club because I always ask this question that I don't care how much money you have, right? Yeah. We can go to town right now and, and, and you put away your car and you walk right in front of women and say, let's see how good are your skills, mm. right? Because at the end of the day, I can still get that woman without all this car just by literally using my voice and being sincere. But when you can't do that because you need this thing to justify you, how Ooh. then are you remain when you're validated by material? Ooh. You should not be validated. We need to, you need to be a man on the basis of what are you doing to impact your country in terms of legacy? How is your opinions shaping South Africa? Yeah. Are you an agent of change? You know, or are you just a consumer of what the agents of change are doing to you? Are you an influencer? Wow. Are you living a legacy? You know, I'm not, I'm not sitting here and saying that I'm perfect because I need to go through some of these things so that I can understand how other men are failing in these things. But then mm. I realize that it's about not understanding authenticity. We don't understand who we are. Mm. If, you know, it's pointless to try to... If you don't understand who you are, then you're working life backwards instead of more forward. Because when you understand the goal, then you, you live your life in terms of the attainment of the goal, right? Mm. So the process and the means are not important. I think people are so caught up in the means as opposed to understand, but what is the goal? Why do you exist? You know, mm. Do you ever ask, wake up in the morning and say, why am I here? Mm. And I think if we can answer that question, then we can live life differently. If we can honestly, honestly, with all sincerity, answer that question... We can all make it different, right? And a lot of men, we all grow up from a very abusive families and bad parents and so forth, right? And when, when we're young, we thought we'll do it differently because mm. I know I'm not going to do that to my wife. But when we become old, we actually repeat the, the same, same patterns and the same mm. behavior in different ways. And sometimes it confronts us mm. and, and we marinate it so that it doesn't look that mm. bad. You could be abusing a woman by just basically on how you treat her. Uh, f uh, emotionally, mm. and it doesn't have to be physically, but you could still be, ex uh, uh, you know, putting the same pain or expressing the same pain. And with my daughter in particular, because I know, and you know, when when I raise her up, I need to play a role of a, a male figure in her life, so that when she goes and look for men, mm. she doesn't have to struggle about the kind of man she wants Once because she is. knows how daddy is. Like daddy opens the car door, daddy uh, says goodbye to her, daddy to make a, a good night nice story to her. Daddy gives her attention, even though sometimes with the energy that you need to keep up with daddy so much. <laughs> but then at least she knows something about yeah. a male figure, right? She doesn't have to figure it out because the world out there will sell her something that looks like it, yes. but it is not it. One hundred percent. You know, so it is my responsibility to manage that. No but South African government or schools or systems will never do that. And mm. my responsibility to protect her, not the government, not the police, but me. And one of the things that I need to do that is to empower her as young as she is. Mm. That you know what? You can be anything. And, and, but then the crusher complaining about her level of independence and freedom. <laughs> She's a class rep. <laughs> In crash <laughs> Wow. So you were raising a good one. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, this one is going to give me problems when she grows up, you know, because I have to deal with all yeah, this. Yeah, then they mouth off at you and every now you know and then I mean? it'd be like... The mother calls me and say, hey, you must deal with this case, you know? <laughs> and when she comes back home, I'm like, uh, girl, you know what? I think you shouldn't do that to other kids because... You know, at the end of the day, you need to build teamwork. People must gravitate, like, to you, right? Mm -hmm. I always teach her about water, that, you know what? There's something about water. You can find it in dirty places. Mm. You can find it in the most darkest places. Actually, mm. water is everywhere. 
and everything gravitates towards it. And if we can be like water as human beings, we can actually change the world because you, know, you find it everywhere in the most dirtiest places, in our toilets, we use it to flush, it is mm. there. So water is closer to everything else than human beings. Because when people are dirty, we're not close to them, we isolate ourselves. But water is there. It's even willing to wash, it is even willing to get dirty just to be like you. And, and that is the sort of something that I've learned just from nature, water. It's just something that we all gravitate to. Wow, I have to give that a high five. Oh, yes. Thank you, <laughs> That's, yeah. thank you so much for sitting with me. I, I learned a few things. Wow. I'm going to have to summer on this a few times. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> See, I, I, you give friends like this. <laughs> no, there are. There's a lot of us. But thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I, I'm pretty sure we're going to get quite a few messages about this. Guys, if you want to contact him, just inbox me um, and I will send him your deeds or your messages and we'll have him comment when the video goes live. But thank you so much for joining me, for traveling so far to come to my house right. just to record with me. <laughs> it's just a stone to our distance and I hope this is the beginning of everything else. There's still more to come and we'll be able to do more podcast and talk more yeah no i'm seeing a lot of stuff here oh wow i'm seeing a lot of stuff so but thanks so much again um and um guys if you want to contact us email us on info at owningthislife.co.za if you have any suggestions you can also comment and share on this post um and thank you so much for the love thank you for watching see you later see you later